and welcome to MiceCast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Hello. So, the, how's that? The private what? What? Uh, how does it go? Uh, I don't care. No, no. Oh, yeah. The private dick who's a sex machine. That's it. Shaft. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know that's not true. We <laughs> definitely didn't get his name because of that. No. Uh, man, it's cold in the uh, studio today. It's like 47 degrees down here. <sighs> really? Ooh. It was 34 when I walked out this morning. Really? Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was cooler than that down here then. Right now, AccuWeather is calling my town at 47 degrees. Who knows what it really is? But, brr, you know, for us West Coasters, yeah. this is cold. I was uh, talking to the guys when I came into uh, Disneyland Park this morning. The way saying, you, in, into where? Disneyland Park. What? Disneyland. Thank you. But <laughs> well, we do have to. There's the Disneyland Resort, and then there's the park. Well, if you said resort, I would have known what you meant when you said Disneyland. I knew exactly what you meant when you went to put the park. Yeah. I thought maybe you're out trolling some, you know, little park with the Disneyland name on it or something. Trolling some little park. Uh, nice. <laughs> yes, they, they were complaining about. There's uh, nothing they had connotative to- about that. <laughs> well, he is the the shaft with the <laughs> whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were talking to some guys at uh, talking Disneyland. Talking to guys this morning, and it's just, you know, the typical small talk, how things going, what's going on. Oh, no problem, except for lots of slips because of all the ice all over the place. Okay. Nice. Well, you know, yeah, days, you know, this kind of weather reminds me of the times when we had to do uh, checks at the nursery to make sure that the uh, horticulture yeah. uh, back there was not freezing. And, and uh, Jungle Cruise, too. And the Jungle Cruise, and if they had to, they'd bring in the... Uh, the heaters or the you know the night the, the landscapers would come in and light those suckers up. So much pops out there. Yeah, good old days. All right, so we are going to cover um, something I found on the internet last week. Uh, uh, longer it, than that, I think. Well, yeah, might have been. It's called 10 Things You Never Knew About Disneyland by somebody named Jack Scar. I'm sure this is an alias because I doubt if it's Jack Scar is really that. But anyways, it's on something called the Hub Pages. And um, there are 10 things. Uh, here are 10 things about Disneyland Park in Anaheim, California that you probably didn't know. And we're going to dissect these and see if they're really true. Yeah, okay. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, we're going to kind of mouse bust on them, I think. Uh, exactly. And, you know, I gotta, I'd like to mouse bust the VA today. I tell you, I had a, we'll, get, we'll get to that later. I was at the, the VA for half my day today. Oh, really? And that was, um, uh, it was interesting. We'll get to that later because it's a rant that I, I, I'm going to have to write my congressman about. Number one, uh, no sleeping. With exception to the newly renovated and ultra-exclusive Walt's apartment, air quoting, in New Orleans Square, sleeping is expressly prohibited in all areas of the park. Unless you go to some of the offices. (laughs) Or some of the security gates. That's right. That's right. Wait, didn't you tell me a story about sleeping in the old Fantasyland Theater? Oh, I told, yes. When, on the 21st 25-hour party, there was, I saw, you know, this is going to sound wrong, but three brothers, um, I went to go see uh, Mr. Lincoln at wee hours in the morning, you know, two or three or four in the morning. The door opens, and here's three brothers, and their feet are, like, up over the, the chairs in front of them or the seats in front of them. It just looked totally undignified for the show. Uh, but, yeah, same thing, Fantasyland Theater. You might catch a cat nap in there. You saw people sleeping there. But that was, that was, 
that's not the normal. That that was an you know yeah. an, the odd party. Uh, but let's let's talk about daily operation. Uh, and I, I was going to say also you get the same thing on. Uh, grad we had the two sixty. Yeah, you know, I was going to bring up grad nights too. You get that on grad nights, but also the uh, two sixty hour parties we had for Star Trek and Captain EO. You had a lot of people that were on the benches in the uh, wee hours there. Okay, frankly, Earl sleeps on the the wedway in, in Florence. <laughs> keeps going round and round. Um, you know, if if I've had people on the train do that. When I was a cast member. If I saw one, um, someone sleeping on a bench, let's say, uh, I might walk by just to make sure the guy's breathing, hasn't, you know, isn't really dead, sitting there with a heart attack or something. But, you know, hey, knock yourself out. As long as you um, haven't made comfy in the grass areas and, you know, thrown out your blanket and are snoring away, I really don't care. <laughs> made comfy uh, in the grass areas. Well, funny thing, oh, yeah. uh, at, at Epcot Center, uh, you notice I did add the center. Yes. Um, you get mad at me for adding. It's not park. called that anymore, you know. But yeah. No, but it, it originally was, so I'm going back in the old days. Uh, you know, they don't have any rails to a lot of those grass areas. You know, they're raised uh, planter walls, and then they've got grass. I've seen people totally kick back with a blanket and snoozing, or without blankets, just snoring the log, you know, uh, sawing the logs. Nobody in Florida seems to care about this. And I know this article is about Disneyland, but quite frankly, I don't, you know, I catch catnaps and pirates and all kinds of rides when you need to grab one. I, I've yeah. never heard of a policy about sleeping being the, expressly prohibited in the park. I, I, I remember being told way back when, um, and I mean way back when, we're talking about in the 80s, that there was something that said, well, we don't want people sleeping. If they're that tired, we you know, we would ask them that, why don't you go back to your hotel room or go something like that. But I'm in the same boat as you, Greg. I've, I still see people that are taking those little catnaps. You kind of come up to them to make sure that they're okay, and you'll, you might even disturb them and wake them. Hi, are you feeling okay? Do you need a nurse? Or Okay, fine. And, you know, they're out of the way. They're not... They're not sleeping in the gardens or in the grass area. They're they're just using a bench, and nobody else is around them. It's it's you know, kind of like want, oh I'm sorry. It's kind of like that picnicking a picnicking policy that they say you can't bring food in. You're supposed to go use the picnic yeah. area. Then you <laughs> go in the hub and you see every you know everybody or, in there with their yeah. in, or especially on the on the island with the picnic tables yeah, on I, the island. Everybody we, is over there. We sh- more picnic. Well, that's probably changed since I was there. There was never any picnic tables on the island when I was there. Uh, well, yeah, oh, you're right. There are two tables over across. Company. Yeah, okay. Um, you're right. Um, but typically, it's a certain um, ethnic group that does this more than others. What <laughs> brings uh, in their lunch? The bags start coming yeah. out, and not, you know whatever. But we're not. You know, but, we wouldn't well, want to. You know, there's there's been lots of there's been lots of times I've rolled into the parking structure and seeing you know uh, tail, a tailgate tail going on. Noise. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, quite honestly, I, I kind of look oh, at if somebody wants to come into the park, spend $90 to come in a park to take a nap. Okay. You know, and going back to Mike's uh, thing, back with the old parking lot, that wouldn't have been tolerated. What do you mean? That's, somebody would have rolled up on a scooter tailgate. and said... No, no, yeah, tailgate, exactly. I could have been up in the lookout, uh, see somebody, you know, we'd tell them we have a picnic area, but, you know, it's a safety thing. We, you know, we, we discouraged tailgating. Because a lot of times tailgating ended up with opening up, you know, the cooler that had beer in it and all that. Yeah. So you always found the there was, beverages. There was usually a way to discourage them without being a total jerk about it. Because very few people go tailgate with 
just a cold sandwich. <laughs> no. Yeah, they, well, they set up the little hibachi and start grilling, yeah, yeah. grilling yeah. sausage or whatever. Yeah, most of the time, what you would find, yeah, if, if yeah, he definitely didn't allow that because we couldn't have any uh, hibachis going on in the parking lot. But you, you'd have the two types. You'd have the the families that are just having the uh, sandwiches in the car and. You'd go up to him and say, hey, folks, you know, we have the picnic area. You can be, you know, why don't you take your stuff up there? It's a lot more comfortable than sitting out here in the car. You, you know, be Mr. Nice Guy. And then you have the tailgate parties that are going on. In which case, yeah, you just remind them, you know, we can't have this for safety reasons. And, uh, again, picnic area is up there for your use. Okay, so. number two, evacuate. It's And I said it that way because it does have an exclamation, exclamation point. point. Exclamation point. As my two, kids two. would say, it says... It's being said with excitement. Oh, very good. Very that's, inter- the, <laughs> that's an articulate way for a youngster of, what, six or seven? To well, that's do. what they, the exclamation point means. You say it with excitement. Oh, good. Drive the motion. Due to recent Cal OSHA and DOS regulations, any attraction that breaks down at Disneyland must have all guests manually evacuated, no matter how routine, how routine sorry, the breakdown may be. I think routine. that's bullshit. That is bullshit. I don't think it's DOSH and Kalosha regulations. I think it's Disneyland self-policing, so DOSH and no. Kalosha don't poke their nose any more deeper than they already do. No, actually, actually, Kalosha uh, and DOSH poke their nose in quite a huge amount. Um, uh, but no, it's that there are established guidelines. The first, and I'll say this just from a pure safety standpoint, and I'm sure Greg will agree with this, from a the first thing you want to do is if you can recycle the attraction and man and have the get and have the guest cycle out where the vehicles bring them to the exit that is far 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 safer than trying to have them walk across the track having to uh lock out uh electric bus bars uh a number of different uh reasons why it's a lot safer just to try to cycle so no uh the first thing they're going to try to do is they're going to try to recycle the attraction and cycle the guest out and whenever they have an attraction go down that they of course maintenance is out there and the Disneyland Fire Department has a response team that goes down to every attraction as every attraction downtime as well and it's usually a discussion between the attraction manager the fire department and maintenance on what the course is going to be on what they're how they're going to proceed with the whether they can cycle it out or whether they have to actually evacuate the guest. I see. Yeah, there there is a, a design, purposeful design um, intent for a cycle out. I mean, it was it was part of the design to get people out versus having to, you know, let's say something like the Matterhorn is not is, the safest no, way no, to it isn't. Know, get people out and walk that thing. Uh, but e- either as pirates, I mean, you got to get out of a boat that will rock. You got to go. In quarters you're unfamiliar with, it takes a lot of people to do so. They would prefer to cycle if possible. So I would call bullshit on this definitely, though there might be <clears throat> some wiggle war room for how it's worded, uh, possibly. But from what I've seen, you know, every time you stop an attraction to put a wheelchair on on Mansion, it would be considered a down that you would be technically evacuating people. You've stopped the attraction. Uh, no, they don't. They don't. No, I know they don't. I, I know. I know. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Because some people think any times it stopped, all must have broke. Well, no, that's yeah. that's not. Uh, In, okay, number three, smoking. Uh, and, 
if I can just throw in real quick. No, on we're, we're already in number three. Oh, I'm going to throw in this. <laughs> Go ahead. Just on Disney jargon, there's there's a difference between when you're dealing with downtimes and why an attraction stops. There's a difference in a pause, a ride stop, or an emergency stop, or nicknamed the e-stop. Uh, and they all have different reasons, and generally, yeah. Anyways, just jargon speak there for that. Well, that added a lot to that conversation. Didn't it? Uh, number three, smoking with a question mark. Smoking is only permitted in a few secluded areas of the park. All photos found within Disneyland Park depicting Walt Disney smoking have been doctored or... or to have the cigarettes yeah. removed. Thank you. And I was complaining today at my VA thing when some people couldn't read. Uh, well, complaining inside. <laughs> <laughs> But now, I've heard that story before of the whole doctoring uh, pictures of Walt thing. Uh, it is true you don't see very many pictures, public pictures of Walt uh, with a cigarette, but they are out there. And in fact, I've seen a couple of studio shots and he's holding it. it. You know, it's not like the glamour shots in Hollywood where, you know, it's right up there by the mouth. It's usually, you know, his hands kind of down and you, there's a cigarette down there. I seem, I, could, I seem to recall a picture of Walt holding the freaking lowball glass in one hand and a freaking cig in the other. You know? I, you know, this one I can't say 100%, 100% yes or no um, about taking the cigarette out. I think what you might find is he did not smoke in the public areas of the park. So you probably wouldn't see a picture of him smoking in Disneyland because he I'm guessing didn't do it but then well, again I don't know for sure I, I was going to say why don't we start with the very first sentence smoking is only permitted in a few secluded areas of the park yes that's true there are only uh, well let's not call them secluded because not all of them are secluded no let's but, say, uh, but they're out of the way <laughs> like out of the way like yeah. the back side of the trail <laughs> yeah they're, they're a little bit out of the way and you know depending on where exactly are you are in the which park yeah it's going to be a little different but that's only been in what the last 10 years 10 years that we've done that up to that point we allowed smoking anywhere except in the restaurants no no that's not true okay uh, in, inside attractions were not allowed attractions. Uh, in, in any queue or restaurants you were not allowed to smoke okay, even if the queue was outside you weren't supposed to be smoking that's why at a young age you might remember that I had that little pocket fan and since smokers seem to be very rude about which way their smoke was going I was more than happy to give it back to them <laughs> the little pocket fan and now you comp cigars okay well it's different I don't I don't put them in people's faces I have to say the most courteous smoker I ever knew was a sergeant in the air force he literally lit one cigarette with the one going out. I mean, that's kind of the smoker he was. Quite but a if, smoker. But if we went out to eat, he would not smoke at the table. And he disliked other smokers who would either smoke at the table or – this This is what used to crack me up. We'd go to Bob's Big Boy and tell you how long ago this was. And the smoking section hey, you know would be – Right next to right the non-smoking section. Yeah, they're yeah. right next together. They're not separated. And, of course, the person smoking doesn't want the smoke in his face while he's eating. So he's kind of holding it up to the back of him, which is now the back to my table. So, this, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm sorry, Richard. Where did you say there was a new Bob's Big Boy? Uh, right over there uh, uh, by the uh, Anaheim Stadium and the uh, Honda Pond. Honda Ponda. Really? Yes. Uh, uh, where the Century uh, Theaters are. 
Yes. Brand new Bob's Big Boy right over there. Oh, you mean in there where Acapulco's and all that is? In the uh, fish market? and Yeah, the fish market. I didn't know. Chili's is in that parking lot, there. too. Yeah, there's a Chili's there, too. Oh, my God. I'm... I'm I may go there. For, no, I, I'm not working. I shouldn't go there for lunch. Um, there's one by my house too. What? what really? Gonna, yeah. Well, not by there? my house. I mean, it's in Norco, which is the okay, next town. Okay, moving on. Disneyland. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, uh, on the uh, there is a story that I'm trying to remember who it told me. I want to say it was Dave Smith that was telling the story, but it doesn't sound right. Just get to the story. Uh, Walt Disney was once saying that he himself was not Walt Disney anymore. We've well, heard this story. Houses. Well, I'm, go- I'm going. I'm going to say it again, anyways. So shut up. <laughs> shut, um, shut up. What? Yes. <laughs> shut up your hole. So, uh, but Walt was saying that he is no longer Walt Disney. Walt Disney is the figure of the company. He's just. He's a different person. Walt Disney doesn't smoke. I smoke two and a half packs a day. Walt Disney doesn't drink. I like having my first drink with my lunch. Uh, he was very. <laughs> very aware of you know uh, i know someone that's going to dispute the drinking portion of it because i had dinner with him and he's very in the know with a lot of the people in the studio and um anyways the, anyways. the drink thing is in question though i'm sure but regardless walt was very aware of uh public persona for public his his public persona and how his whole image looked. So yeah, when he was around the park, especially when he was being Walt Disney, uh, the uh, park and movie mogul, he was very much aware of not having certain things with him or on him that if a photographer were to take a picture. So it is those very rare pictures you would catch him with a cigarette, but he made sure he never had one of those things around when I think, in fact, I can only remember one film very early on, like in just at the beginning, before Disneyland opened up where he actually had a cigarette lit on the desk, but otherwise you never saw anything. You didn't even have ashtrays. You mean on TV, not on TV. Yeah. On TV. Well, it was shot on film, but (sighs) now, you know, it's, it's funny. You should say that because uh, in the day smoking was, Accepted. It was on TV. Right. Everywhere, family, the family, people smoked. Everybody smoked. So, to find a picture of Walt in the park smoking wouldn't surprise me. Though I've always assumed because you don't see a lot of public pictures of Walt smoking, he just didn't do it in public. Well, not to say that he didn't, but you know he managed to not yeah. get uh, photographed. But you got to remember, back in those days, most of the people photographing him were probably on his payroll. Well, also the, yeah, that's true. Um, but also you got to remember just prior to uh, the start of the Disneyland project, that's when they had the whole big Surgeon General is just determined that smoking can be dangerous. And they started making all these restrictions and health concerns towards cigarettes was right there in the early 50s. So, so well, I'm just bringing up the point that I'm sure that was probably one of the things on uh, Walt's mind that he wanted it. He's always talking about the clean park and this, that, and the other thing. So he just wanted to kind of set the example on how certain things were going to look. Yeah, I, I think you're stretching it there considering he died of lung cancer. But, you know, uh, well, like I said, Walt Disney didn't smoke, but the man uh, had two and a half packs at least a day. I, I think that story's getting grander every time I hear it. But I understand the 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 point of the story so all right Uh, number four disneyland underground contrary to popular myth there are very few underground pathways beneath disneyland many cast members can't even get to their destination points via backstage routes and have to cross on stage in public areas it's true that is true 
Now, that was um, easy. the last statement is somewhat disingenuous, though. Um, if you wanted to, you could go entirely backstage, at least at Disneyland, without crossing on stage, but it would be highly inconvenient to do that. So, you know, Town Square is generally used as a crossover point uh, for some people walking backstage. But you could go from, you know, City Hall to the Opera House and never go on stage. Yeah, it's true. It's a very long hike. <laughs> yeah, it's very out of the way. Very uh, long hike. So. So consider you have to go around the entire park. Exactly. But so that's why I say it's it's a little disingenuous. But in general, he's right. Don't, you know. All right, number five, ride cameras. <laughs> you don't even want to discuss what uh, underground there is. No, we, we we've done that before. Ride okay. cameras. I if I wanted to, I wouldn't have gone yeah, on to number five. Ride cameras. Some area. <laughs> you, you get the impression that. Greg wants to crank through this quickly for I, some I, reason. I got, I got the impression, yeah, Greg's in a hurry tonight. I mean, he doesn't want to talk at all tonight. Usually, it's usually it's the other way around. I, I, I got to leave, yeah. leave time for my VA rant. Uh, ride camera. Oh, okay, got it. <laughs> some Disneyland attractions have only a few cameras throughout the ride, while others have several. However, in both cases, the cameras are to be watched by only one attraction's cast member at a time that in the majority of cases is distracted or simply not paying attention. Not true. Uh, it's. I think the statement is somewhat disingenuous. Now, from my experience... It's using that word a lot. Yes, it's my catchword for the, for the day. Well, it's funny. I used plethora the other day, and, and Karen <laughs> looked at me like, what? A plethora? Like, you do know what that means. She goes, yeah, but it would be something I never say. Today, when I was interviewing uh, Jeff Mitchell from the uh, uh, Main Street Editions, was a sponsor on Imaginary My Way. Recently, got back from Tokyo Disneyland. I look for that on the next Imaginary My Way. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, he used plethora in inside. I was laughing because I think I just used that the other day in the uh, the wife um, uh, laugh. But anyways. Um, in my it's one of the few times she gets to laugh at that's you. That's right. No, I, she laughs at me all the time. But, you know, I, when, you, when you use the word plethora, I, I think of the movie Three Amigos. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what the plethora is? <laughs> it's exactly, I think, where I picked Could it be that once again it's your birthday and you're angry and you're just taking it out on me? <laughs> it's, it's like that word should have used been used in The Princess Bride. <laughs> You use that word a lot, but I, I don't, don't think, think you, you know what it means. <laughs> I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> All right. Inconceivable. Now, in, um, in my experiences, and I'll, I'll, I'll list the attractions where I know there are cameras and how I saw them operate. Uh, the most obvious when I first started, because I started on Graveyard, so I got to walk through all the attractions and see them, uh, Pirates. And in my experience, when I got to work in the park and I had to go up to the tower, the cast members were diligently watching those cameras. Uh, the other would be Splash, diligently watching, and partly for the titty shot that was uh, coming down the hill <laughs> to make sure uh, those people were dealt with um, correctly. You know, of course, that's done at a different location. Yes, I do know that now. Uh, well, I mean, now it is. It wasn't then. Uh, when I first came to the park, the Haunted Mansion did not have uh, security cameras that they do now. And in my experience, when I when I worked there, when they added the cameras, uh, that one wasn't so much monitored as as some of the other ones. Uh, but the, the other ones, see, see, the big contrary to those, I think, is in Pirates, uh, Space Mountain, uh, uh, partly Splash Mountain, 
the people operating the attraction, you know, have their, their finger on the button per se, are the people who are in the towers, I'm air quoting, and have the cameras in front of them. Now with Splash, it's a little different. They've got the ride stop and stuff right there. Well, they actually, they do it Pirates, but the, the, guy, the guy in the tower is kind of the, the lead, the control. He's, he's got everything right there. With Mansion, there's no visible connection to the attraction to where the, the, the bank of uh, monitors are. But, you know, you look at Splash, there's the tower, though it's not a separate tower. He's got, a, he, she has a, has a direct view to the load area. In Pirates, he has a direct view to the load area. In Space Mountain, they have a direct view to the load area. So the mansion but, uh, one's slightly yeah, different, mansion, you know. The Haunted Mansion, even though it's off to the side, it's away from, it sits between the load and the unload. It's yes. where it's where the uh, vehicles can be, the doom buggies can be checked uh, after unloading prior to the next set of guests going through there. So I think that's kind of why it's put away. But it's still referred to as the tower. Well, that's, uh, yeah, it's a vernacular for, you know, the means of yeah. control. Uh, but, you know, there aren't a lot, you know, the dark rides, uh, I think they've, added maybe they, one or two but it, it you know and especially i know they they added something to stare at the uh uh the witch's um apple right because i think i kept getting stolen all the time um but it, it's not i don't think it's, it's predominantly used as a lot of people assume it is but i have to say the ones i've seen other than the mansion are are monitored quite closely and, you know, since the mansion went through its uh, refurbishment a couple of years ago when they put the new newer sound system in there, uh, they added, quite, they replaced the cameras that were in there because the cameras that were in there were really showing their age. There was a lot of image burn in and everything. But they've replaced those cameras and they added uh, about, they about doubled the amount of cameras in there. So there's quite a few more. The cast members on... Uh, I'm going to say, well, the mansion, but all the attractions, and that includes the dark rides over in uh, Fantasyland. There's even cameras on the carousel now. Um, they, I got to say, it's it's part of, I want to say, their new training, but they are uh, pretty diligent at keeping track of their attraction and keeping track of those monitors, watching for uh, the uh, safety infraction that might occur on them. And as far as the comment about only one person ever watching those monitors, again, it depends on the area. You take you take an attraction similar like, uh, well, like the carousel. You only have one cast member that pretty much runs the carousel most of the time. But you take your larger attractions like Space Mountain or Pirates or Splash Mountain. Uh, there are extra chairs in those towers and every now and then you'll have the lead in there or you'll have somebody that is uh kind of an extra for a few minutes they're going to kind of they kind of tend to sit in there and watch with the uh the uh, right operator that's at that control point yep exactly so uh you know i i think this one is is almost encouraging people to screw off because uh you know they, they they don't now the the one place I'd say that monitors weren't watched very well was in security. Uh, <laughs> That's called irony. Monitors. Yes. <laughs> well, what you have is is your typical movie scene, right, where the guy has a paper or there's twenty monitors. You got two eyeballs. You know you can only do so much. But as we're directing calls or back then, I don't know exactly what they're doing today. But you know we're we're li- oh. listening, taking calls. And we had one monitor that had 
it broke down into four, and I think there was something else. I'm not going to go into all the details, but they were partly there just being recorded, so you could go back and look later uh, if necessary. But, you know, occasionally you would you'd try to watch that. Sometimes you droned, and, you know, if it was a slow day, you just stared at it, nothing happening. But uh, ironically enough, the, probably the worst monitored ones were the ones in security. But uh, I, I'll, Yeah, and, and not to go exactly on how it, it's vastly different today the uh, there is an actual separate monitoring room that has several officers and they're watching it um it's the best way to explain it if you ever watch the series vegas las vegas um kind of similar not exactly like that it's not dark <laughs> like that it's very well lit in that room and more computing power than they used to launch a freaking space shuttle yeah, dog on straight. They're pretty much that, is that actually wouldn't be much. But no, but yeah. you, know, you know, oh come on, you know, fa- wait, the latest wait, face, wait. the latest facial recognition software. They have they have people no, identified in thirty seconds. And- <laughs> we don't have that. In fact, I brought that very argument up this morning. I'm going, why didn't you ever see Las Vegas? Don't we have something like that we can use? You know, funny so- enough, I'm going to a place called the One Stop Center. It's it's a place to try to help employment, uh, get employment. You know, when you're on unemployment, it's very strict on on access to get in there because they have computers for you to use but you can't misuse them blah 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 right all this they have a sign in you have to have an id and they give me a paper one i said well am i going to get a real one no we're facing this system out uh what we have here and it's not online yet is a facial recognition system i'm like oh shit wow yeah, you could come in and they're you know anyways i mean because yeah, i i could give my id to anybody right they don't take your pictures just an id but uh you know i digress all right but, but but yeah and i will say i think if i remember correctly the last number i heard was there's somewhere between 400 and 500 or more cameras that are monitored and all of them are recorded good okay number six breakdowns despite the paranoia of many guests and fear of their own safety especially around the Columbia. Attractions hardly ever break down (laughs) uh, due to any kind of mechanical failure. The vast majority of attraction breakdowns are caused by cast member incompetence or difficult guests that interfere with the efficient operation of the attraction. I will say that the last part of that sentence, the difficult guests... That's what I was thinking, too. ...does does occur, Um, but... Not that often, fortunately, not that often. And it's I, you know, I can't say there's, you know, you want to you want to talk about you know the stupid cast member on this, but no, it, it's it's mechanical most of the time. It's the safety features on the attraction that causes the shutdown. Yeah, let's see, I'm standing up on uh, the Matterhorn. Cast well, you're being the, or uh, you know, you're being the asshole sitting up there at the difficult asshole <laughs> test. Think about it, though. I mean, when you go on a daily basis, ninety uh, percent of the time you never have a breakdown. What annoys me is not being able to get through the mansion without it stopping to put <laughs> help yeah. in the vehicle. Um, they've got to come up with one vehicle that they can use to. Well, they are working on it. God, they, they are working on it. Um, it's it's they're working on something similar to uh, what they have at Buzz Lightyear, Astro Blasters. Okay, good. Or they can just slow it down a little bit, and you can just put the whole wheelchair onto the. That would, that would be awesome. I finally saw a small a small world vehicle come around with the wheelchair on it. I, I got to say, it was almost like an Aztec king coming around on the. <laughs> it looks it looks like the boat would flip over if they weren't Doesn't careful, it? huh? Because they're like know, way up there. I rode it the other day, and I, our our boat kept getting bumped, and I'm like. What would that feel like if you're you're strapped into that wheelchair on top of this floating piece of plastic? 
Yeah. You keep getting bumped. Yeah, it did. It didn't. It, it is somewhat reminiscent of those movies where they're they're carrying in the uh, the Aztec. The King, yes. It's kind of funny. But did, also, you ever, did you ever see the one on uh, Jungle Cruise? Yes. Very similar. Very similar, but at least in that one, you're kind down of down in the boat. You're kind of down in the boat, and there's something around you. And the one that's where you're just kind of propped up there, like a yeah. Like, uh, okay. Anyways, uh, number but, seven. But I was going to say on the. Just to add on the mechanic, it's not so much mechanical failure on the attractions. Most of the time, what it is, it's just a sensor that uh, is looking. You know, those those things have the computers that run them. The whole, the primary purpose and the redundancy on the whole thing is our safety to make sure that you don't have a problem on it. And one once in a while, one of those sensors gets uh, uh, just loses track of something, or for whatever you know, is a nanosecond hat off, and. Lo and behold, the computer is going to shut down the mountain because, or you know, shut down the attraction because it just didn't like something it sees, and that's the whole thing. Is that's why we were talking earlier on the recycling. A lot of times they can just recycle the attraction, bring it right back up. Um, but that's the majority of your downtimes is just the set, the safety features on it that okay. prevent things. Number seven, stealing is okay. Plain clothes security <laughs> cast members routinely. <laughs> okay, can I read? Yes, that? yes. Sorry. Stealing is okay. So you have to go all the way back to the beginning. Plain clothes security cast members routinely patrol stores in common areas of the park. However, they are instructed to not intervene with shoplifters who are witness stealing less than five keychains. You can't make this stuff up. Okay, we, we, all, we all know that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, okay. At least in my day, it was bullshit. I have no idea what it is. It's, it's, it's still absolute bullshit. Um, and I'm still amazed. Remember you know, the old story when you were working there, and I'm still amazed. You can watch somebody get handcuffed and put in the back of the police car off of one stinking buck 98 keychain. Well, I gotta they say, were just uh, that big of an idiot, and then then when they came in, they were just that much of an idiot when they came into the office. Say the park opened at ten o'clock midweek. By ten fifteen, I was already walking in this boy and girlfriend uh, at Star Traders. I'm sure they were on their way to Space Mountain, but got interested in the store and uh, you know the five finger discount keychain, and their fifty. 60 bucks, whatever they paid each per ticket was blown. And as, you know, they walked out of the store, I flipped open my badge thing and said, you know, who I am. And I said, you know, you didn't pay for those keychains. They're like, what keychains? The one in that pocket there. You pull them out. So, you know, they pull them out. And I said, hmm, you know, those are expensive keychains. How much did it cost you to get in here? Because <laughs> you're not staying. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, you know, we do the routine, but they were kicked out of the park over. You know, a two-dollar keychain. It's it's just dumb. But yeah, well, you know, like I said, a keychain, not five. One yeah. keychain. And, and I've Each. actually, I've I've watched people go downtown to, and I don't mean in downtown Disney. I mean downtown Anaheim to jail over the same thing. One stinking keychain is what they got caught picking up, and they, that was just the wrong th- thing to do. You just just don't steal. Courtesy, number eight. Park-wide, the term courtesy is used as code to alert other attraction cast members of a particularly good-looking guest that might be present. For example, a cast member might announce courtesy row six over the PA, and that would signal other cast members of the crew to casually take a look and admire the person in question. I'd like to take this moment to apologize for desecrating what many cast members may consider the biggest and most valuable 
Disneyland secret of all. <sighs> that's the first time I ever. That heard sounds that like one. bullshit too. Yeah, that is bullshit. I've never heard that. Um, one. I've heard variations of this, but actually, that used that way, no. But some of the cast members, attraction cast members, I knew did have ways of. Oh yeah. Know, let's say calling out things like that, but um, and there there always will be ways of doing that. Yes. So uh, so long as there are twenty year old boys working on those attractions. Hey, don't don't always, limit it to boys. There's a many hound dog girls out there. So there, there will always be a way of pointing out those and yeah, I'm not gonna go any further. Okay. But what do you okay, what do you think this guy came up with this though? I mean you think it's a uh uh bastardization of the the safety courtesy show capacity thing, or well, I don't know. Maybe some one cast. This is like you know Walter Koning. One cast member, one frontline cast member, says this is the way he does it, and is considered a park-wide secret of the, you know, yeah, an inside code for everybody. A lot of this sounds like there's a uh, he's been talking to a couple cast members, and he's been getting these little things, and he's writing them down, and. Who knows? I've large never, on it. Who knows? I've never read all of Conan's book. Maybe it's in there somewhere, and he's just repeating yeah. it. Number nine, hold on, hold it right there. As any teenager who has ever caused any trouble at Disneyland should know, security will attempt to scold you and intimidate you. However, legally, they can do no such thing. Disneyland cast members are not officers of the law. Therefore, detaining you against your will would be false imprisonment. Security will try to get you voluntarily, as they say, but regular cast members will not attempt to detain you. But in some cases, they will use underhanded tactics to keep you stationary until security can arrive. For instance, if a vehicle filled with troublemakers returns to the station before security has a chance to arrive, they may be given an option to ride again, having no idea the attractions cast member are simply buying time. Let me make a statement here with this one. <laughs> Unless this idiot is a lawyer, uh, that first statement, however, or the ex, yeah, however, I know which one. Do such no such thing. Um, this guy obviously is not a lawyer. Uh, well, first you said he that. must be, but yeah, I know what you meant. No, I said unless this guy is. He a said lawyer. unless. You didn't say must. Yeah, this guy. This guy is an idiot. If anybody reads that and thinks that's true, it is absolutely not. In fact, there were a couple laws that were put on the books about 15, 20, about 15 years ago in California, uh, allowing that this is what allows Disneyland to uh, exit people. Actually, uh, I think if, if you're going where I think you are, I think it's a lot older than that. It has to do with innkeeper laws. Uh, people who run businesses are allowed to detain uh, people and call the cops on them, whatever they have to. But see, here's the thing. Well, they, they, yeah, it started with that, but they expanded it into amusement parks that if a, a visitor at an amusement park must follow the rules and must follow the instructions of the people that work there. If not, they can be, uh, caught, they can be, uh, kicked out or even arrested for interfering. Okay, with well, them. let's go prior to even whatever that is. And it's probably a strengthening, of like Ocean Dosh thing since there's been so many accidents right. theme parks. Um, uh, number one, it's private property. So we make the rules. You can like it or you can pound sand. Two, we never theoretically held you against your will. 
yes, you might call it intimidation, but we put you in the air quotes Disney jail, which had no lock in the door, uh, had a mirror, convex mirror in it and a camera pointing into it. On one occasion, at least I can remember a guy thought, well, you can't hold me. I'm just walking out. No one noticed him until they saw the back of the guy going out the door and, you know, everybody clear. You hear, you know, chairs falling over and people running out of their offices trying to go catch the guy. Um, but Wait, if they can't detain him, why why, why, why bother well, chasing him down? Actually, well, actually you, you can detain a person. You, you hold, can detain a person to, while you investigate uh, yeah, well, detain and... What the circumstances are. You know, there's a slight, uh, I think, gray area with how you're detained. If someone hasn't been violent, you most likely won't be, you know, though we had these in the... They came in later when I was there. Uh, a way to, um, say, make sure they don't leave. You know, bolts in the floor to a, you know, uh, a cable that was covered with clear rubber or plastic, whatever, and then handcuffs could be attached to those, but only supervisors did that. Um, but you could detain them until the cops came, because if you have a legitimate gripe, such as an assault or they stole something from you, you have rights under innkeeper laws, because you are, you know, a storekeeper, innkeeper running a business, if, you know, you witness someone stealing or whatever. This is where I got really mad at Bill Handel one day listening to a show, Handle the Law, Marginal Legal Advice. And we'll mention Bill, for those not in Southern California, Bill Loves Handel this. is a lawyer. Yes, he so. is a lawyer, and he gives marginal legal advice. That's his catchphrase. And tell you exactly that you have no case. So this lady <laughs> calls in and says, my son was you know, um, arrested at X big box store, and now they're sending me a demand for money. See, that's something we started to do later on. Say, oh, that took our officers X amount of hours, they stole this. We want uh, damages for $800, whatever it is. So this lady was getting one of these notifications uh, for damages. I'm like, God, this sounds familiar. He told her to tell the, the shopkeeper to pound sand. Say no. And, my, and the kid admitted stealing. And it's, it's a typical, you know, defense argument. Just say no. Right? Uh, you know, it's a legal argument to say not guilty. You may be guilty as hell and you know you're guilty as hell. But you say not guilty because in the court that gives you legal uh, ramifications well, it, for a defense. If you say guilty, you're, you, 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 that's skip, it. Yes. you skip the process of uh, trying, let's say, to get a lesser sentence, whatever. But And that's that's a you know really oh, slight overview of the whole thing. But, um, you know, this whole legally bullshit crap here is, is, is BS. And quite frankly, in my day, it was a little more hands-off that we literally weren't supposed to grab people. I remember one time with... Oh, we're, uh, you're still not supposed do, to grab people. Am I speaking? Thank you. Uh, I can remember one time when three of us, we got the, this guy was like 5150, maybe 5149 and a half. He maybe not quite. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, Close enough, I think. Again. He was on um, he was on the Mark Twain, causing problems trying to get up into the wheelhouse. So I'm talking him down. I get him off the train. Let's go, you know, let's go in and we'll talk about it. Well, you know, we'll figure out this. We'll fix whatever issue you have. You know, just kissing his ass, making him feel good. Kept, you know, and I would, you know, uh, gesture to him like with my hands, you know, move ahead. I'll just be right here with you, you know. And he'd kind of mock me and do the same thing. We got to the ma- to Main Street. He just wasn't going to go any further. So Enrique and a couple other guys came by. So the, the whole thing was, you know, two or three of you might not hold hands, but kind of interlock arms to kind of push the guy, right? You, you, you weren't going to actually grab them. You were just going to kind of 
keep them moving so it didn't look obvious that you were, you know, accosting someone to get them backstage. You know, and he tried to fight. You were always trying not to grab them. But, you know, I as a clo- plain clothes guy, there's a couple of times we grabbed them, pounded them against the wall and did a few other things because they were combative. And, you know, when you hear the word knife yelled out, you don't take any chances. <laughs> You, you do the Wayne Gretzky and make the guy kiss the wall. I mean, that's just, you know, for your, uh, you your own safety. Once. Yes, I did. <laughs> it was fun. Actually, sort of did it twice. This, But the other time wasn't in plain clothes. I was walking into the uh, backstage. I had just come out of the lockers. Um, somehow I was more down towards the end of the, the, the uh, uh, costuming, before the, all the windows. I had my security hat in one hand, stupid little hat. In the other hand, I had this, you know, pre-made salad I'd bought. And I'm like, I'm walking into work. Pre-made salad. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I see this guy running towards me, and I see like, it's like it's like a cartoon. I see about ten security guys chasing him, and I look behind me. No, no security over there. Look out again. Here he comes running down, you know, that little driveway. Uh, look behind me. There's nobody there. This guy's going to run, you know, either back into the park or under the Harbor House entry. So I set my hat down, set my salad down on this car, <laughs> kind of mosey out into the middle of the, you know, the runway, the, the driveway he's running. I see all these guys running behind him. Stop, stop. You know, he's like, fuck you. Right. So, you know, played football. Not a lot, but played football. Open field tackle right in the middle, you know, goes down. <laughs> and next thing you know, there's like five or six guys on top of me. I mean, I've already got the guy. He's down. But then it was like a dog pile. It was like Sunday football. And I feel little jabs getting in there, you know. this guy, they, Somehow he pushed his way out of the two double glass doors. Richard will know where they are at the, at the old front desk. And got past some supervision. Ended up, I heard he dented the uh, supervisor's or the uh, director's hood of his black Volvo, I believe it no, was. No, I, I, I thought, I heard he, that the uh, director came out to try to stop him and, and flipped him onto the Volvo. I, somehow what, he, he dented that guy's car up, but... Yeah, and we all accused the director that, oh, yeah, you did that on purpose just so the company yeah. had to buy you a new car. I, I guess, you know, you might look at the director as not being very good. He couldn't stop him. Lowly security guy. He stops him. But the, the thing is. Although is, the director was a reserve Anaheim officer. Well, again, not saying much. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but as everybody piles. Sure they know that next time you come to town. Yeah, no problem. Every, everybody piles on, right? And the guy's struggling. So, you know, like any good security or cop, you, you got a couple jabs in there, right? Because you're, you're protecting your other guys. I get, I don't even know by now, my face is bloody. I, I, I still don't know where, but somehow I got scraped up, either some, well, somebody's brass belt got me in the nose, or the guy's belt got me somehow, because, you know, I, I got down, bent my knees, you know, I'm practically running in place, you know how they do it in the, you know, you got your arms out wide, waiting for the guy to come and, you know, juke left, juke left, you know, nope, bam, you're down. And, uh... Why was she, why was she running? He, he did something, obviously. He didn't no, no, but do you remember what, what his offense was? I have no clue. It didn't really matter to me. I'm out in the street. I see guys, you know, my security guy's running towards me, and I'm looking behind me. I'm like, crap, I'm not even on the clock yet. You know, you know the funniest thing, I, I don't know how true this is with uh, Greg's observations over the years, but my observation <laughs> is the, the more they have a tendency to run is for the stupidest and lamest reasons you get your hardcore criminals in there 
they don't run. They'll just sit there and they take their medicine. They stonewall. But, so, you know, after the... They, th- but they the, don't try to get out. They don't uh, try to it's run not away. 100% true. That's not 100% true. For the most part, tends, yes. That, that runs tends to be the trend. Uh, the ones that tend to run the most are the ones that are are the ones that had the dollar ninety eight keychain on them. Yes, you know? but but I have to say, after three strikes was enacted, we tend to get we got a few more rabbits. Right, rabbit is run, the code word for running, um, or nickname for running. I should say. more. Well, we use it as a code word. Um, because yeah, no one could guess what that means when they hear the word rabbit in the right. context of security. Hmm. Yeah. But we, we had a few runners at the beginning of that because nobody was really sure, you know, in the world how that was going to work. So, oh, the guy might have two felonies. I'm running. Maybe he's scared. You know, they don't really know how it's going to work. Half the time, these weren't even felony uh, busts. You know, for the most they, most of them were misdemeanor ticket release type of thing. You know, site release. I'd have to go up there, you know, as, a, as an agent of Disneyland, I'm placing you under citizen arrest, blah, 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 blah. You know, and you go through your little thing. And the cops, you know, write them a ticket, kick them out of the park. Sometimes you know, they were taken away, but... You know what the scary thing was? One night they uh, brought in a guy that, you know, again, another lame thing. He stole a hat or something. It was just like a 5 or $6 item. He came and Anaheim PD ran him, ended up with like a 17-page rap sheet on this guy, and the guy had currently three warrants out for murder. So it's like you just never know what you bring in. You never know. And sometimes they think, I think they think, uh, off Disneyland security, they won't be able to find out. They won't know anything. And you know, and then you have the guys that pull the thing, oh, no speak English. And then you got the, the this white Jewish guy who looks like he's from the Bronx or something who speaks fluent Spanish and has listened to everything they said while they're in the waiting area getting their story straight. I love that one. That was always fun. Okay, moving on. Uh, ugly cast members. This one is pretty funny. And yeah, I like true. this one. Back in the day, Walt made it very clear that he wanted pleasant-looking people interacting with guests at his world-class theme park. The less visibly appealing folks were not given jobs in non-public areas, such as the kit, or were given jobs in non-public areas, such as the kitchens or costuming, while the lookers were given jobs at the main gate, attractions, etc. However... Today, that is all but gone out the window, and you can spot some seriously disturbing-looking folks at the most blatant <laughs> locations. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this top ten list. It's all based on fact, but it's also all in good fun. I hope no one is offended by this slightly different at the quirks at the quirks of the Disneyland Park in Anaheim, California. Don't get me wrong; I love Disneyland, but after spending uh, after having spent a little too much time there, well, I'm sure you understand. Uh, so I find that as an out for, even though he says it's true, it is all a bunch of bullshit. Yeah. But, you know, I the, do the, have to uh, say. Ugly cast member. I'm, I'm thinking back. Hmm. Yes. No, I think this is, uh, a lot of this is true. In fact, my mom made the observation once when I worked at Knott's and, uh, you know, I would get people in free all the time. And she'd say, you know, you wouldn't see that guy at Disneyland. <laughs> and quite honestly, uh, that is true. But, you know, there, there's the other aspect. You got, let's say, 18-year-old pock-faced, you know, uh, pimple-faced kid. You really don't want to see him working around food where people can see him. It's, you know, poor kid. He's got acne. It's not something you choose to have. You know, it's kind of thrust upon you. But it's also not something you want to see serving you a churro on Main Street. And there is yeah. also still something to be said, um, still to this day, uh, tattoos and that have to be covered up in one way or the other. Uh, you get a lot of service people 
uh, when they leave the service and they they start working at Disneyland. Or, for example, we've had uh, a lot of Marines that worked at Pendleton and at the uh, Santa Ana Marine Station would work part-time at Disneyland while Marines are going to have their tattoos. A now, why, of them would why work. You, you say that so so cavalier, like every Marine's covered with tattoos? And no, I'm not saying that... I'm not saying every Marine is covered with tattoos. I would say you do have a couple that will have their tattoos with their units and whatever else they, or mom, whatever they want to put on their shoulder. But uh, they. Would now, why, have why some are reason. you looking at guys' shoulders and saying, "Are you peeking in the uh, in, in the locker room?" Well, you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but but no. That that's always been something that's always been uh, brought up that the tattoos always have to be uh, covered up in one. Yes, point. I do remember one guy who had to wear long, the long sleeve shirt, summer, winter, whenever, because he he had one on his uh, forearm, and you can't can't be visible. Now, I think it was Earl who or somebody who came out here from the East Coast mentioned that they had run into a couple. Maybe it was Nathan Rosen that got me going with him years ago. Uh, that there were cast members with visible tattoos. And the hard thing is, you know, the girls sometimes they get them in the neck, well, like the guys, but if they wear a ponytail one day versus having their hair down, uh, or depending on the costume, sometimes it peeks out a little bit. Yeah. Um, or, you know, the tramp stamp, depending on what the uh, costume is, and if it rises a little bit, you might see the tramp stamp. But <laughs> um, what, Mike, you're laughing at that? Could the costume rise a little bit? Hey, hey nothing replaces... The sweeper girl not wearing white underwear. <laughs> well, you know, the, sweep, the sweeper girl wearing something no. other than white underwear, and you can full on see what her. Well, half those, you can get them wearing thongs and other things. Even if it's white, it's, that was awesome. you know, the, cheek, the cheeks are clearly visible. You're going, where's the underwear? <laughs> I, 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 I like the one years ago when I was uh, working in foods when I first started, and we had the uh, busser that uh, wore boxers with big red hearts on them and you can see it right th- straight through those pants the white oh. pants and he was walking around the Tomorrowland Terrace with these big red <laughs> heart boxers on <laughs> so it, it happens hey, I, I remember uh, you know we had a couple different security shirts you might see some weren't as good a quality as others and sometimes I'd come in with it you know I always wore something I learned in the service always wore actually goes back further than that my grandmother used to like it but in the service we always wore a t-shirt under our shirts right it's a neat thing that is what you're kind of taught to do some guys wore v-neck so you couldn't see it but whatever we, we tended to wear t-shirts under our shirts. well actually it's part of the uniform that is true that is true not like it was, <laughs> to say that that reminds me that yes you're it was not a choice you wore a t-shirt now how would they know like if you weren't a v-neck you didn't have to see the white no. No, but were you issued V-neck T-shirts? No, you were issued crew neck T-shirts. That's true, but remember, you weren't. Um, well, it's kind of. Well, I don't know about you, but when I got issued shirts, board. when I got issued shirts, there were no epaulets, and it was in a transitional stage. And then I had to buy new shirts that had the epaulets and the the the, uh, the, the kind of vertical uh, stitching that looks like they're form fitted. But anyways, well, uh, I was going to also say it's a little different between the two of you since you got to go home at night and you were wearing your uniform at work. Mike, your shipboard. You, there's nothing you can hide on there. There. Okay, you, but I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't. Sure. I wasn't shipboard the whole time, and and actually, when when the ship got far enough out to sea or into the hotter areas, the uniform of the day was your t-shirt. No shirt on. T- you know, no. You took your uniform top off and just wore your pants and a t-shirt. But so as to be getting, more comfortable. What I was getting at is a lot of times I'd come in with a t-shirt that had something printed printed on it. 
Um, and sometimes the thinner blue shirt you could partially see through. There was kind of a thicker shirt uh, that I preferred that you couldn't see through. And uh, or if <laughs> a couple <laughs> times weren't wearing a foreman outfit where you had the jacket and the tie. If you looked really close and the shirt, the jacket was a little open, you might see, you know, a picture design on there. So a couple of times, because um, sometimes you got switched. Like, oh, we need a foreman today. Uh, okay, you're looking. I'm looking at the white shirt I'm wearing. It's got a yeah. little, you know thing on it. So you know, it's it it happens. There, uh, but there was even <laughs> there was even the story of a uh, mutual friend of ours that used to work in Fantasy Line Attractions. And she would complain about this one girl hated to work uh, Small World. And back in those days, they had those fairly thin knit shirts that they wore at Small World. So what she would intentionally do, she would always intentionally wear a black bra when she was assigned to like one of the dark rides or something. Because that way, if they tried to switch her over to uh, Small World, can't wear the costume, can't go over there. Ah. And everybody always got pissed off at her. Nice, but I, I generally say um, we've noticed uh, even weight. You didn't see a lot of um, chubby tubbies and uh, uh, big Berthas back in the seventies and eighties, uh, you know, fifties and sixties. I don't know per se, but you know, seventies and eighties, you didn't see a lot of uh, extra large people. Uh, you didn't, you know, people were, you know. Fairly clean cut, good looking kids for the most part. I mean, there's always, you know, the black sheep out there somewhere. But in general, you know, they were generic looking people, you know, that the, the blended into the surroundings, you might say. Uh, and and I, I would say that would be more accurate phrase of what Walt wanted. It wasn't just the good looking people. He wanted somebody that could just not, for better or worse, over uh, overstate whatever job they were doing. They, he wanted something that would just blend in with the rest of the attra- with the rest of the park. Yeah, and quite quite frankly, the job uh, pool is not as deep as it used to be, even with all even with the time it is now. Partly because you know the way pay is gone or benefit, whatever argument you want to use, why they don't have as good of people to choose from anymore. Uh, it's just a fact of what it is, you know. So yeah. take it or leave it. That's that's where we're at. So, if you didn't know those top ten things about Disneyland, you are now informed. Uh, and informed that at least half of them are wrong. In our opinion. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay, but some and, and, experiences... And it's all about our opinion. So. Experience is counting for some of it, though. That is true. Not just experience walking into the park, but actually working, you know, in the, the mix, if you will. In the trenches. In the trenches. Inside the berm and out. So speaking of being in the trenches, you've been dying to bring this all up. Let's hear about your VA experience. Okay. Yes, you wanted a VA rant. Since you asked. Um, well, actually, we did. You you asked us to ask earlier. So that's not exactly true. I just said I'd get back to it. Um, have well, I don't think there'd be any reason Richard would have ever been over there. But Mike, have you ever been to the VA hospital in Long Beach? No. Okay. Yes, I have. I've been to, I've been to VA Hospital in San Bernardino. Well, it's Loma Linda area. Loma, oh, Loma Linda. I haven't been out to that. Well, one. that was the closest one for me to pick up my green paper for buying a house. Oh, okay. Uh, and in fact, one of my uh, scouts' his grandmother is a nurse over there at that hospital. Okay. Well, good for you. Um, it's a quite an extensive campus. It's right next to uh, Long Beach State. 
And um, anyways, I was lucky to even find a parking spot, you know, because every dying veteran or, you know, nutcase um, is over there. (laughs) And uh, I was going for a veterans workshop, um, help veterans find work with the feds, basically, federal jobs. And it's it's quite a skill set to just get the job in the first place. Forget if you're qualified. It's, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of working the system is the way I got it. But anyways, we were there for two hours and in a wing that didn't look like it was used as a hospital anymore. It's obviously uh, a hospital by its design and you can tell by the rooms and the, the railings and, and everything. This this was a, a hospital wing that's no longer used, at least this one particular wing we were in. And so, you know, you heard the different stories of all these different guys. I was like one of maybe three or four uh, airmen in there. Most of them were, uh, well, there's a couple of swabbies uh, that just got out of corpsmen um, and some armies and, and marine guy. One guy who had two purple hearts from Vietnam and seemed to think um, his shit didn't stink and he got to bark because um, he was a wounded Vietnam vet, 30% disabled, so he gets a few extra points in all the uh, um, the tests and things. But, uh, you know, the guy had a lot of anecdotes, and it was getting kind of old, you know. And it's, it's 50 degrees outside, the air conditioning's running, I'm freezing, I'm, you know, I happen to be right under the vent. Um, well, that's like us at work. They finally got the air conditioners working on the buses now. You're nice. So... You know, most of the people in there were pretty conversational, chit-chat, you know, but the guys just, you know, all these anecdotic stories about how he got this guy job or how you get in the system. And finally, the, this guy with the two purple hearts said, uh, when are we getting to how to do this? You know, everybody else is being pretty uh, uh, civil or nice, but, you know, I don't have the time. I got a meeting to go to, and I guess since I can, and I'm a wounded vet, I'm just going to, you know, let's get to it. I'm like, fuck, you know, just because you have two purple hearts doesn't mean you didn't shoot yourself in the foot. Uh, <laughs> and, and I tell you, that was going through my mind, but I didn't think it was the right place uh, because he had made this little, nice little sob story to this corpsman, you know, because of you guys, you know, you, you, you guys saved my life and he'd been shot in the foot twice. And I'm thinking... Hmm. Seriously? Yes. It, it, I know one way he said I, part of his foot was gone. I'm thinking, hmm, that sounds like the million-dollar wound to get you home. But, you know, again... I don't, you know, I don't know the guy's story. Could be totally legit, uh, but you know, I just because he's being kind of rude about it, I was getting a little um, testy. But anyways, uh, so this goes on for like two hours so to noon, and we're in the very back of the campus. So I, I had asked because I'd been to this this one stop center the day before, and they they were the one that told me about this. Uh, um, this thing is there, there's a veterans part of one stop, which is the place to help you get jobs. I think I mentioned to you before and um, veterans get a, a, a day's notice ahead of the general public when jobs are coming open that are people who are signed up with like the one stop centers trying to help people. Um, so she says we should go to this workshop. I said, okay, cool. I'm, I'm going, you know, I'm going. Um, so I'm there and I mentioned to her, I said, God, here's my old, you know, veteran card for my, uh, VA services, my, my medical things, and it's like all cracks, like a credit card just falling apart, like those old impact credit cards where they probably put it for, through a machine and squeezed it to get your oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, she goes, oh yeah, just go here, so I mean, I'm like weaving through hallways just trying to find my way to the front of the campus little did I know later, they have they have uh, little Shuttle uh, shuttles system. running around that will actually take you to your car, 
But as I come out the front door after all this is done, and the lady says, you know, right here, and I see all these guys in wheelchairs and stuff, I'm like, you know, I can walk. You know, let these guys, and they were getting in a, like a van, and then I saw the other shuttles going around. I said, screw it, I need the exercise, I'll walk. But man, and then again, I weave into a corner, and there's all kinds of construction. Oh, crap, I can't get it through here. Back around the other way. Um, but so I go up to the front to get my card fixed and take a number. Oh, what do you know? Come right to the window. No waiting. Oh, this is great. Now, an hour and a half later, I'm still waiting to be helped because uh, they give me paperwork. I fill it out. I turn it back in. And I think I tweeted this, but this, the reception was really bad in there, so I don't know if it went out. Um, they, don't, they can't discriminate if you don't want to give them your income and financial information, but they also will not register you if you don't. Say that so, again. They it won't make says, it, it says on the form you do not have to disclose your financial information. It, you, we are we cannot make you we you know you, you're not required to give it. So I'm reading that as they can't discriminate against you for not giving it private information. But if you don't, they won't register you into the VA system. Oh, there's a catch. Well, th- that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I don't give a shit. I'm filling it all out. Well, your income now is I'm fucking zero. Zero, yeah. <laughs> no, they want your income from 2008. Well, that wasn't much better. Okay. No, actually, it was a considerably better. Was In fact, it? almost triple, probably. Okay. Uh, double, maybe. So I filled uh, it all. Uh, yeah. Triple. Triple zero? Yeah, triple, triple zero. zero. <laughs> um, well, you know, I do have unemployment coming so there's somebody. Um so I fill it all out. You know, it takes me 10 minutes. The neatest writing you'd ever see. I was surprised that usually I, I, I hear a comment, wow, you're, you know, I can actually read this. Um, it's one thing my kids always say is, my writing is so neat. I saw this, you know, all those years of being an architect. I either, I'm either accused of uh, being a cop. I said, no, I write too big because they write in tiny little letters so they can squeeze all that bullshit on the ticket. Um, or, you know, you're an architect. You're definitely not a doctor because you can read it. But you know, I fill it out, and I'm like, look at my watch. It's like, oh, my God, it's been an hour and a half. They got CNN on. I gotta, I'm got. i inundated Wolf Blitzer and some guy named Rick something who thinks he's God's <laughs> oh, journalism. Is this during the president's speech? I am no, so no, no, sorry no. for it you. Was, it was after that, but, you know, oh, okay. but anyways. And I'm, like, inundated with uh, CNN liberal bullshit. And finally, I'm thinking, God, there's literally a change of people in this little waiting area. I'm thinking they skipped me. And they called my name. Okay, great. And this little, little African-American lady comes out to help me. I'm like, oh, yeah, finally. And we walk, and we walk. And I'm like, I expected her office to be, like, right behind the window. And it was, like, half a mile down the, the corridor. So we get in there. She's really nice, and everything's going well. She's filling all this paperwork out. Next thing, she says, you're not eligible. <gasps> and I'm like, well, excuse me? I've, I've been registered before. I still don't understand how I became unregistered why I'm re-registering now. I registered when I got out of the service. And I have a class, it was a class A uh, medical uh, benefits. She goes, well, uh, you can thank your president. And she has a picture of Obama on her desk. You know, big surprise. And um, What? I'm, I'm like, huh? She goes, <clears throat> uh, Bush. Uh, I think she goes, HW, I think. George, yeah, but, uh, George, uh, Herbert Walker. I'm like, huh? Uh, if you make a certain income level, you are not qualified. And I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. I did register. I said, well, what had happened if I hadn't become unregistered? You'd still be in the system. I'm like, well, how did I become unregistered? 
Well, we would have sent your renewal information in the mail, and you would have needed to fill it out. I said, I never received this information in the mail. And I look at my little blue card. It's all crumbly, and it's, it's got my address from 1988. Uh, this is 2009. I don't have my address. I've moved one, two, three, four times since then. I, I told her five. I miscounted. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That, more than once. More than once. Obviously, it wasn't forwarded to me. If it bounced back, I don't. You know, how are they going to get in in, in, um, in touch with you? I, I, you know, the VA. You think they were actually going to do any research? Um, good luck there. Well, one one kind of little side note. She had to unlock her office when we went back there, which told me something. I, I don't know. It just seemed creepy that she had to actually lock her office when she left and unlock it when she came back. But um, now, just, you know, just, and, go ahead, Richard. I was going to say. Now, just to emphasize for those of us that are listening, this is government medical care yeah. at its at its premium best right now, correct? Uh, no, so you this can, is what we no, can no, all no, expect on no, government no, no, medical no, 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 care. No. You can never compare VA care with even against medical Medicare and Medicaid. My my grandmother's in Medicare and Medical, and Kaiser picked it up, and she's got excellent service at five bucks a visit. And half no, the, no. What I'm talking about is there. Remember, they're talking about getting rid of Medicare and Medi-Cal. They're switching over to a full have, have it, service. I guess you haven't been listening today, but I won't go into that. Um, so, anyways, I, I'm like I'm dumbfounded here. I said I served my country. I was supposed to get these benefits, and I don't get them anymore. If I had not been unregistered because you couldn't find me, I would be okay. Yes. So I don't get them now. No, she says. But in a month, you can re, you know, come back with your new um, in- income. Because I said I, have, I said I haven't worked. I'm in my sixth month. Uh, the time next year rolls around, I will be in my seventh month of unemployment. I said my my income will be considerably less. She goes, yes, but your one kid will also drop off unless she's full time in school. Because at 23, if you're not full time in school then you're off the dependency list. So then the money changes again on how much you can have as an income. So I was trying to do some quick calculations and just rough numbers to figure out roughly where I might be. And I'm thinking, this is bullshit. You know, I was entitled to benefits when I got out. I registered because they couldn't find me uh, and supposedly sent me paperwork, which I, you know, have to air quote trust that they actually sent them to me. And I get fucked uh, because... I make too much money, and I just. And, and in fact, today I told I told uh, my wife. I said, you know, when the shit comes down, it just keeps coming. I got a notification from my health, private health care that I pay for myself. That started off at like four sixty a month and went up to five twenty two sometime last year. I just got a notification in the mail today that on February first, it's going up to six hundred and ninety seven dollars a month. What's going up to six hundred bucks? My my healthcare. Oh, your Cobra. Okay. No, no, I don't have Cobra. I my last employer never paid for health. I didn't have healthcare, so I've been paying it on my own. What? Since since I've worked this last job. So I'm saying it went up from four hundred and like sixty dollars to five hundred twenty-two, and I just got a notification that it's going up to six hundred and ninety-seven. Yeah, there was something in the news not too long ago about a federal subsidy for health. Benefits or out, of, you know, healthcare benefits for people out of work. That it's not that a, okay. I, okay, you're misunderstanding here. This is private insurance that is not has nothing to do with government. 
So your private insurance is going up a hundred bucks or almost two hundred dollars? Yes. Which means I will stop having it because I can't afford the extra two hundred. As it is, the five hundred. I'm hoping to find a job that has health care so I can drop it. Though I like my PPO. Uh, so and then I started to wonder. Wait, I just went in through a battery of heart test. Am I getting fucked because <laughs> I had a battery of test, which they really found nothing wrong um, per se. But I'm, am I now screwed because I had tests? I'm giving a, I'm giving them a lip full tomorrow. I'm going to call them and find out what you know. This can't just be an annual you know. Uh, increase in their dues because or uh, you know fees because things go up that in no way means i'm for you know universal health care because i'm not but um it's just you know i want my va benefits though i really probably never want to go get my care there i want it just in case you know and actually you know the saddest sacks you ever see rolling around in wheelchairs and walking around is in a va hospital yes and, and it's pretty sad considering you know, a lot of them were laying their lives down in combat. I got lucky, never had to do that. But they serve their country, and their care is not the best. It's not, it's not the worst, granted, but it's not pretty it's not, close. I tell you, I spent <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in Hogue Hospital lately. My my father died at Hogue. Well, yes, he actually died at Hogue Hospital. Um, you know, that's a pretty nice hospital. And I'm walking around this place, going, "Oh my god!" And, and the newer section looked better, but the old. Uh, probably the original section looks pretty battered and haggard uh but they're building two new wings so who knows what that's gonna be like maybe they'll tear down the old piece of shit but i'm just i'm just livid that you know i did my time this is a benefit that i was entitled to and supposedly herbert walker bush i don't know if it's true uh if uh bush one screwed me uh or his administration or if it was congress during that time and it's just attached to bush because he was president at the time um that i get butt fucked because you know, they took me off the rolls for what for whatever reason. Uh, it just it just infuriates me to no end. I, I can't even begin to tell you how much it pisses me off. Um, so, anyways, that's my rant of the VA VA rant of the day. VA rant of the day. Yes. So when shit comes down, it just keeps on yeah. coming. Now, the shit now, that Mikey, keeps on giving. Mike, now you got to add the reverb. The VA rant of the <laughs> now, now, Michael. Now, this this is this could be a lesson to be learned. Um, I take it when you got out, you hopped down to the VA and registered for your medical care. No, I don't so remember doing that. So you're probably you're probably equally butt fucked and can't get it. <laughs> yes. So this is a lesson for all you service personnel that are overseas. <laughs> don't and let your don't let your VA benefits show. lag. Don't I mean, come on, would you ever think that a VA benefit would lapse like that? No, it, it's it's one of those things that you just automatically kind of assume that it's going to be honored, like the GI Bill and everything else. Uh, like you the, said, you the what? Yeah, I know. Like I, didn't, said, I didn't get the GI Bill. I got something called a Veterans... Uh, uh, VEEP. Uh, Vietnam Veep. Era... Educa- uh, Vietnam Era... Something, assistance program or something like that it was, yeah it's just called veep I, yeah, it, it okay, here's the dumb thing about veep veep sucked okay. ass yes it did okay for one the name if it's <laughs> a uh, veteran or what you say uh, Vietnam era Vietnam era I do okay I can't join the, the the soldiers clubs a lot of them because I wasn't in during the uh, the Vietnam time 
I don't get certain medical or certain VA benefits because I wasn't in the Vietnam time. You know, there, I, okay, nothing against the Vietnam vets. They answered their call to their country. So as far as I, I, I'm concerned, you, you know, you're, you're platinum with me. But why the fuck do those guys get more benefits and kudos than, let's say, a Gulf War One guy or, you know, a Gulf War? Now, there, yeah. are, if, if you, there are special benefits for guys who have separated in the last three years. Uh, so there's there's like a okay you just got out thing you you get some extra benefits, but the Vietnam guys, now granted a lot of them got spit on and hassled when they came back from the war, but those guys get some extra kudos that the other people didn't. By luck of the draw, that thank God I didn't have to go to war or combat. You know I mean it's you take your chances. I don't care if it's the Air Force or not. I don't care if you're in the luxury service with the, the hot tubs during wartime and all that. You still never know, and it's a dangerous job. I mean, I went on I, – I didn't have a dangerous job. I had a stupid job. But, <laughs> but it was a job that needed to be done. Yeah, that's true. You're part of the team, right? But, you know, I went on flights, you know, random flights that when you got the chance to go. You know, how more people die in training accidents half the time than they do in real combat, that's, you know? That's, that's something to be said today. I think if you, uh, it's been brought up, if you take a look at even uh, since the war has been going on, there have been more people killed in training accidents than there have been killed actually in combat. I, yeah. I, I went out on a little, you know, part of my wartime, my wartime job was bag them and tag them. And we had a, a flight crash in our base, a training flight from, I think it was from Castle, one of the bases up and down the coast, using our runway, just going up and down the coast, doing their thing. What if I was just taking a flight? Bam, you're dead. You know, 70,000 pounds of JP-7 exploding in a fireball. I mean... You know, there's peacetime. Why should I be dying? You know, well, that's military, I mean, military your, is hazardous duty, no where, matter. Where your office was, wasn't that far away from the runway either. What uh, if it, you know, if five, I make it off the runway? Five miles. But, you know, for instance, the SR, every time it took off, I could see it go right over base housing. Now, granted, it's up there a ways. But as it's taking off, what if the engines flame out and it comes straight down? You know, it's not exactly yeah, I, a glider. Yeah. Um, you know, no matter... I don't know. It's, it's 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 the most mundane military job has a hazardous component. Uh, quite frankly, you could be at Fort Hood and have some all some of, some know, whack job walk in yeah, and plug you right. with the freaking forty five thousand dollars a year and thinks he needs to whack everybody. So and they still and, don't call that combat. And those poor guys are not getting a Purple Heart, um, which I think is again it. fucked up. And Obama's a bastard for doing that. Oh, but uh, okay. You know, come on. I mean, uh, I I'm just know, saying, you know, we're, we're moving over to the other show. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, if, I, if you want to, if you, if you want to rant on political stuff, let's wrap this one up here. Yeah, I know. I forgot what, <laughs> that actually didn't come in under him, but, uh, you know, he could change. I forgot what president, you know, it, it was a thing that, you know, wounded people can only get the Purple Heart in combat. But, you know, I'm sorry, if that terror, that act of terrorism wasn't uh, a combat type of action, I don't know. That's just. I think everybody should know about that with how their servicemen are getting screwed. Um, you know, that's. I, I'm sorry. But, Some but, politics but, transcends yeah. transcends everything. But again, for all you service people that listen to this show, <laughs> watch your benefits. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, I was, I was, I was going to, th- I was just going to throw in on the historical note, just about benefits that, uh, that, it, that it's not anything new, though. Unfortunately, you know, uh, the government. I'm sorry, I'm just stay, stay on the pro- subject. I just said to go off, but I'm thinking of the old bonus army uh, from World War One when they did the march on Washington, and they got rousted out of that. They were promised bonus pay for volunteering to go overseas to Europe for, to fight the war. They didn't see any of that, and they got rousted, and uh, some of them got put in uh, jail for uh, protesting on Washington on it. So, I mean, it's, for, it, it's nothing new, and it's kind of uh, one of those little dark areas of the uh, whole aspect of it all. Anyways. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, uh, Michael, what's, uh, what do you got to finish up the show with here? Uh, I let's, got the- let's turn it back on Disney. for. Oh, I know. Oh. I know. What's the date today? The, today, in nine days, and this came from Shaft, but I will tell you all about it because he hasn't spoke up. It is projected or planned that on the 17th, if I remember right, of December. That's correct. Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln should reopen to the world. Yes. Okay. I'll, the only thing uh, I had actually, was not Disney. Actually, I, I walked in there. They, uh, Mr. Lincoln is in there. He's fully dressed and... Uh, they are in the process of programming the uh, show. Is he slumped over? <laughs> not, when I, not when I was. Uh, you there, you, you laugh, the, but in the I know, day, I know, I know, I know. It still know. looks that way. It still looks that way when he sits down. He he is slumped over when he sits down. Oh, I got an announcement. This is actually some good news. I should say when it's powered down. Um, this is actually some good news that I have to say here. I um, you know, as you know, I'm looking for work now. I don't know if this work is going to pay much. But there is a website called examiner.com. It's called Inside Source for Everything Local. And there are examiners for like Los Angeles, Santa Ana, Anaheim, Chattanooga, wherever, right? Um, they were looking for writers and photographers. So I had the right of uh, 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 a sample about what I wanted to consider my specialty. Like there might be a guy who's, you know, uh, Southern California hiking. He's all about where to hike in Southern California. So they didn't really have an area for what I wanted to do, which would be Disneyland. Sure. Or, or Disney or theme parks in the in the area, you know, things to do. So I went under Anaheim and, and said there should be a new category, Disneyland. They actually assigned me Santa Ana. I don't know why, but I had to write a sample uh, article. And if you'd like to hear it, I will share it with you. Um, and I had to write a bio, and I had to give them examples of uh, other work. So I sent them to the Travelers website because I made a lot of postings there, and Flickr for photographs. And I was notified that as long as I passed the background check, that's no problem. Um, you know, give them certain information that I'm signed up. Now, the pay is kind of squirrely. It depends on how much traffic is generated, and there's there's a couple factors of how you get paid. So I'm not looking at this to be any top dollar thing, uh, but you're also allowed to... You, you own your article, so if you want to publish it, you can publish it anywhere you want. Uh, so that you know doesn't conflict with travelers and all that. So I have no idea what it'll pay, if anything, or very little. Who knows? You know, I, I, and in some ways, I'm... You know, is this a squirrely thing? But you know, they're they're coming up under 
you know, monster and all that kind of stuff. That's how I found out about it through Indeed.com, I think it was. So I will be writing for Examiner.com, an online, you know, newspaper of sorts. Um, and so, Santa Ana. So you don't get. It's, it's called the Santa. It, it, I, you know, it's, it hasn't gone up live yet. I'm going to question why Santa Ana, not the Anaheim one, since it's Disneyland. Uh, but I don't, you know, they they break them down in geographical areas. I'm sure the Los Angeles one, for example, I just jumped onto the Los Angeles one. There's things here that more, you know, it's the greater Los Angeles. So, yeah, I, some people might consider Santa Ana the center because it's the uh, legal seat for Orange County um, to, you know, to be the center of Orange County. Um, so, well, it's the county seat. That's what I said. Yes, you said legal scene. Well, you danced around it. You didn't say it. What? what <sighs> exactly. <laughs> so, if you would like to hear what got me semi-hired, which again, this like it could be totally bogus, and it'd take anybody who volunteered. Who knows? But uh, I will read you my small dissertation. It had to be under three hundred words. That was part of it. So I got it to like 300 and, um, you know, 12. Okay, where do I noodle this down a little bit, weed this out, you know. So I got it down to 299. Would you like, would you like to hear it? Okay. Why not? You don't sure. really have a choice, right? D- well, <laughs> I, my finger is on the recording button, so. Okay. With, with Christmas fast approaching, the Magic Kingdom of Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure has been transformed into a winter wonderland. Whether you're a fan of parades or classic attractions, there is something for everyone. Chevy Chase's Clark Griswold has nothing on Disneyland as they pull out all the watts when they transform It's a Small World into a holiday treat for all ages. With over 50,000 lights used and 350,000 watts of power, one cannot help but smile when they see the wonder of it all. Each evening, every quarter hour, Sylvania presents a multimedia show on the facade of It's a Small World that is sure to please all who see it. The Haunted Mansion is also dressed to impress. Back in October, the mansion was taken over by Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas's ghoulish characters. The Haunted Mansion holiday promises to deliver holiday hijinks until the new year. 50,000 lights are used to turn Sleeping Beauty's castle into its winter beauty. Icicle snow and glistening lights are just a few examples of the treats in store for guests at the iconic Disneyland castle. Did someone see snow in Southern California? If you did, it's probably in Disneyland's Main Street, USA. Each night after lighting the Christmas tree and Sleeping Beauty's winter castle, Disney treats its guests to a little Disney magic when it snows on Main Street. And don't, Richard, tell me that's not the exact time. I really don't care. A Christmas fantasy parade is marching its way into the hearts of guests this winter, featuring marching toys, snowflakes, Disney characters, and the jolly old man himself, Santa Claus. The holiday season also welcomes back the famous Disney's Electrical Parade at Disney's California Adventure. And don't forget fireworks as Disneyland presents Believe in Holiday Magic Fireworks. With all this and more, Disneyland Resort is... Che- uh, is full of cheer for all ages. So there you go. That was good. Yeah, the, that, that was good. That was good. What were you going to say, Richard? Go ahead. Throw it out. I was there. just going to say no electrical parade yet. But uh, well, the, I got good. I got that out of the AP magazine that said the electrical parade had come back for the holiday season. No. So the there's a- nowhere to put it. The AP magazine is lying. Yes. The backstage pass. And I look because I, you know, I was looking where I'm going to find the information about what I'm going to write, and it was in here. Where did I find that? Because I, um, or on the corridor to put it anywhere. I, 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 I have room for on the. Cor-
I, I, I understand. Okay. Um, but I just want to see where I found that because, you know, I, you know, if I actually submit this as being my first one, I can update that and change it. Um, can't see. Oh, one other thing I, I mentioned to Greg, Mike, I didn't, uh, correction on my statement last week, I was talking to a couple of guys in project management. The entire river is going to be drained right after uh, the first of the year. I was thinking it was only the front half of the river. They're draining the entire river because they want to do some work on predominantly the raft, or not the raft docks, but all the docks around the island and uh, the uh, phantasmic storage dock area as well. Hmm. So... They'll be dumping all the water, which that, that's a lot of work when they have to do that because they can't just dump the water anymore. So we have to say, darn, Al Putz was writing. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the question was kind of inferred last week. Why do you only do half the river? It's because they have to treat the water uh, before they can release any of the water any which direction. They have to purify the water before it can go into a, well. They can't put it in the sewers. They have to put it in the storm drains, and they have to purify the water before they do that. And since they uh, tried this project with the uh, drain the lagoon, not lagoon, the bay over at uh, California Adventure, they actually took that water and dumped it back into the aquifers up here in Anaheim. So Yuck. they got credit. It's 99.9% pure. The hey, Mike, didn't you already know that Orange County puts all the, the crap and pee water back in the aquifers to uh, be cleaned and we drink it for drinking water? No, I thought they pumped it out to sea like most sewage treatment works. Nope, they they treat it and then they put it back in the aquifer to let Mother Nature do her her duty. <laughs> and the funny thing is, Orange County has been doing this for a long time. I don't forget. Yeah. Richard says he knows how long. I don't remember. But they were talking about this on our local radio station because L.A. voters have uh, more than once unanimously uh, rejected this idea. And L.A. ends up having water shortages. We never do. Orange County rarely has a water shortage where they say you can't wash your car or water your lawn because we drink our own shit and urine. Um, they've been doing this since uh, the early 80s. Orange County and have been doing this since the early 80s. And it's actually the water that they pump into the ground. is When they put it into the ground, into the aquifers, it's purer than when you actually get it out. It's... Uh, yeah, like what is it? Ninety nine point nine percent. It's. I mean, come on. Pure. What do you think is in Arrowhead? I mean, you don't think all the uh, the bears and the deers don't do their duty in the river? Come on. Well, they come from spring water. So <laughs> the bears don't do. You've seen that commercial, right? That that. Uh, oh shoot! It's a it's a water commercial, but it's knocking on Arrowhead because Arrowhead's, you know, uh, fresh spring water, or whatever. And it's a bear talking. Spring water? Oh no! You don't want to drink that. <laughs> he goes i use that for my bathroom <laughs> you know and i forget what water company it was there was a say <laughs> well you know it's true because uh bottled water doesn't really have oversight no your, it has done your your um your tap water is more uh clean than bottled water but everybody has this false sense of secure, security that bottled water is more uh secure or I mean more clean. And you know what? It's killing me. I can't find so I'm gonna have to edit I don't know where tap, I found your it. tap water has more regulation on it than yes. freaking the arrowhead you get at the store. No, I'm 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 back to my article and, and I 
I, I found something. I thought it was in Backstage Pass, and it's not because I looked up information. You know, I was trying to find what to write about the, the – oh, here it is. Um, uh, not only for a spectacular of it all like Sleeping Beauty's Winter Castle, believe in holiday magic, fireworks spectacular, Disney's electrical parade, and a Christmas fantasy parade, but also for those who special spontaneous moments that happen when you – okay, wait a minute. Not only is there – okay. You know what? It inferred – it was back. It doesn't exactly say that. It in, it included the electrical parade with all the other holiday, uh, new holiday stuff. So I inferred, it implied, that uh, it was back. So it's, you know, so don't, it was don't, inferred. It wasn't assumed. It was just inferred. It was, it was implied, and I inferred that, um, uh, yeah, so I'm going to have to, if I, it's, if I say I want this to be my first article, I'm going to have to make that correction. Not that anybody will read it, but we need our Mice Cast listeners to go read it and hit my articles. I'm supposed to do two or three a week uh, because that will help me get paid. Oh, that's good. We'll have a URL here soon then, yes? Uh, Yeah, as soon as uh, all the uh, information is uh, confirmed and cemented and all that, then we can put something on the website, yeah. All right, good. Well, then then let's leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay. So then I got my big news out. I almost forgot about that, so. All right, good. I'm glad you have big news. Uh, well, I don't. I actually don't really think it's going to go anywhere. But you know, you never, you never know. know. You have to start something. That's right. Good. Well, then uh, I think it's a good time to wrap. Wrap, so, with him wrap, wrap up the show. This. Is that what you're trying to, to say? Say that, that again, Richard. With him starting something, you're no, trying to you, get you something. Would yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle of life, right? No, don't get that backwards, you know. Yeah. For in. What? Nothing. All right. Just say goodnight. Just say goodnight. Goodnight.